Hello and welcome to the 90 Minute Cynic. I am your host, Louis McCaffrey, and tonight I'm joined by Christopher Somani. Good evening. Christopher Gallagher. Good evening. And Ian Duggan. Good evening. I gave you a bit of a pause just because I thought you were extra special. Uh, I know, and I, and I took a pause as well. And also... Took a pause. I don't know what it's like applause applause okay yeah good so um, I'd love to sit here and say that the mood's any better but not really there's um, there's pretty much hee-haw happening Um, but we're going to try and make it uh, as action-packed show as always Um, quick kind of shout out to iTunes first off um, just to annoy our uh, well done Apple (laughs) just to annoy our producer Um, iTunes um, if you could please subscribe, leave us a five-star review because any other stars aren't very good. Um, that would be fantastic. Apart from the one star that appears on yeah. Celtic strips that denotes winning the European Cup. That's a good star. We don't want one stars, man. I know. But I'm just saying we don't... See, don't see, Louis, this is what it's like. You have to control Ian Dugan. That's yeah, what we know. That's it. Right, Ian. Give me a wild cannon. Patreon. Um... Patreon.com forward slash 90 Minute Cynic. Um, I'm pretty much just reading a blurb that you gave me. For full coverage of Celtic with regular featured content, you know it by now. And then... He's letting the veil slip. I know. Sell out. Um, I know. I'm just doing it for the cash. Um, there will be a preview of Celtic versus AIK, which we are going to talk about a bit as well today, um, featuring... Swedish sports journalist uh, Noah Bachner, uh, who was really, really interesting. Some boy. Guy. Yep. Um, so that will be available on Wednesday from 7. 7 a.m. tomorrow. 7 a.m. 7 a.m. Yeah. Um, the Athletic, we, unlike Celtic, we have made, <laughs> we have made a signing. Um, we've made a loan signing, so it's probably something that Celtic will do pretty soon. Yep. Um, but we've got the loan signing of Kieran Devlin. So Kieran Devon from The Athletic will be featuring on the agenda every Monday morning. Um, and we have also actually joined forces with The Athletic. Um, we're, you know, trying to get a bit of that pie as well. So if you... <laughs> we're, we're, actually, we're actually giving you a deal. We're, we've worked pretty hard to get this. But the, if you go to theathletic.co.uk forward slash 90 Minute Cynic, you can try The Athletic three, free for 30 days and then receive a 50% discount for the year. So I think that is Pretty good. 30 notes. Something like that, yeah. For the year. £2.49 a month, Aye. I believe. Yes, well done, Chris. What these people yeah. that usually want your money say is it's a price of a pint. Why Why not? You know. How many pubs in Glasgow can you get a pint for two forty nine? Not many where you're going to leave with your life. That's, that's, that's true, yeah. That's very true. Well, you might, because you're built like a gorilla. Well. So you offend, is that a fa- are you offended by that? No, I'm all right with it. You look like you could not fuck up people. Thank you. You probably can't. No, but can't, still. But it's good. Sorry, sorry. It's good. To, it's good to sorry. You know, I don't know whose show this is, but uh, anyway, if you sign up to the Patreon, if you've got any money left, sign up to the Athletic. That's no big deal. Uh, Sunday, uh, Alasa Manny McCaffrey. Yes, um, we oh, oh, oh. we are doing that. We've got is lots it in to the can. Say. It's not in the can. It's yet. not in the can. Not in the can. Yet. It's not in the can. Uh, we'll be recording, and then it will be released. Recording Saturday, uh, released on Sunday morning at seven a.m. So it will be as fresh as it comes. Yep. Um, we've got a lot to get off our chest, so Manny. Yeah, we're probably going to get a lot of it off tonight, but, you know, depending on what happens on Thursday, we'll probably inform the tone 
of the podcast. Lots of stuff been happening in boxing as well. I, I you know, as someone who's not a big boxing, you know, I don't follow it as much. I love love listening to you guys talk about boxing. It's genuinely interesting. So, yeah, look forward to that. Yeah, we'll be talking about the Saudi Kingdom probably. Oh, we'll, that's right, we'll, yeah. we'll leave that for Sunday. Um, so we we're going to go to the the last the from, last from the Athletic to Dunfermline Athletic. <laughs> Come, <laughs> Come on, well done. Come on, get with it, Louis. It's as if you, presenter. It's, it's as if you've read the rundown. Well done. Yeah. Um, so the last game Celtic played, um, it was a shambles. We we won two one against against Dunfermline at home after extra time uh, in the Betfred Cup. Um, another underwhelming, very underwhelming performance that did nothing to to lift the mood around the club at all. Um, I think it did worse. Yeah, I, it was. It, it, oh, yeah, pretty much compounded things. Um, what are our, what are our thoughts and feelings after um, advancing in the cup? Any better, Samani? No. The last thing he needed that we, the last thing Lennon needed and we needed after the Cluj game was a performance like that. If you'd taken that game in isolation, if we'd beaten Cluj, and you'd taken that game in isolation, you could perhaps have chalked it up to one of those games where you play against teams who sit ten deep and it's difficult to break them down. Maybe get a bit leggy after the midweek tie. But what we needed to do was come out and almost blow them away to say, wait a minute. The close game was the exception and not the rule. But the scene was set. You, 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 the players struggled. The, the performances were weak. The crowd was poor. Obviously, that's what happens generally in League Cup games. The Green Brigade made their feelings and the feelings of the vast majority of the Celtic support clear. And the how the game unfolded and the outcome with the late equaliser and sneaking past them pretty much proved their point. We are, we're in a situation where we're gambling um, with ten, with uh, with, with the nine. ten in a row. Yeah, with even with nine, we're gambling with what should have been a shoe in, given how far ahead we've been in the financial the financial um, power that we have over most clubs in the country. Um, and and all in all, it was just it it did nothing to dispel the you know the the, the issues that we've, we've we all know are rel- uh, prevalent at the club. And uh, yeah, it was crap. Ian, did you see anything positive? Any any positives to take? The, the only positive were the positives that Neil Lennon extolled at the end of the game, and he appeared to have been watching a different game from everybody else. I understand that you know you don't go and throw your players under the bus, but equally, you can't just say black is white. You can't just go, oh, do you know what? It was great. Yeah, it was a wee bit wee bit leggy, you know, these things happen after Europe. And it just, it, it rings really hollow. And yeah. he did that whole having the team talk afterwards on the pitch. Yeah. And it just reminds you of Phil yeah. Brown. Yeah. At Hull and you're like, Pantomime you know, stuff. It's, not, it's not a great look. Yeah, well, we'll, we'll come back to Lennon and, and specifically how he's commented to the media in, in a wee bit. But Chris, what did you think about the, the game? Um, I thought it was, we did reaction afterwards on Patreon and, I thought it was shapeless. I thought we didn't move the ball with any sort of urgency. Um, it just looked, we looked like we were a bit... So, Samani's point's kind of right. If we'd beaten Cluj, it might have been the same. Um, you know, it possibly could have been, you know, it's a post-European hangover. And, you know, you look at that. So, from the outside, you look at that and you think, you know what, you just get the job done, right? But circumstances dictate you need to you need to show 
You need to show more. You need to show how disappointed you were by essentially blowing away a mid-table Scottish Championship team, which, you know, they should have done. Mikey Johnson scores a goal, doesn't look, doesn't celebrate. I mean, Mikey Johnson hasn't scored it a, a lot. Fluke, wasn't it? But no, but it doesn't matter. He hasn't scored uh, a lot of professional yeah, goals. But it was key. There was a shot, actually, of the replay when Forrest scored. I mean, Forrest celebrated when you seen him going up to the crowd. I think somebody else went over with him. But the players turned and walked slowly back. There was no... It was pure relief or almost... Maybe relief's the wrong word, but there was no nothing there. It was almost like there was a, a, an acceptance that this wasn't Aye. up to scratch. Yeah. And, okay, Forrest, Forrest celebrated. I, I wouldn't have any issue with him celebrating, but you could tell it was almost as if this well, isn't good enough. Him. We've got away yeah. with one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 But then when it comes to celebrations, you can... They're, they're kind of damned if they do, damned if they don't. I mean, yeah. we don't want them over-celebrating as if they've totally forgotten what's just happened in the Champions League. Um, but, yeah, to, to kind of turn around and, you know, be walking away, it kind of does give the indication that... Yeah, I think I, I think what we're going to do, though, in terms of how we feel with everything that's happened is we're going to over-analyse everything. So the fact that Mikey Johnson didn't celebrate and the fact that maybe Forrest and some of the players, you know, looked a specific way, maybe we are looking too much into it. But at the same time, we're in a situation where um, things aren't going well. No one can deny that. Mm. Celtic, after the, the performance against uh, Cluj, which was dire... Um, you, you can tell me we had a good half an hour, brilliant, but the overall, the overall performance was dire over both legs, I thought. But, you know, we were raging at Lennon because of, you know, the fact that he comes out and he says that, uh, oh, that, you know, Cal Mack at left-back doesn't actually affect anything. It clearly does. But we were so aggrieved and angry about the whole structure of the club and everyone was, you know, I thought the podcast last week that, that we did was really good because it helped all of us get our anger out. But... Nothing's happened since. No, no. and and we'll, no. we'll we'll come we'll come sorry, to that. I'm, I'm jumping from, ahead. Sorry. From from a just purely looking at this game, you know the the exit in the Champions League kind of shot us in the foot in many ways. One particularly being that we probably would have rested first team players for this game um, against Dunfermline, but because we needed a reaction, they had to put in a performance, or so we wanted um, to kind of make amends and show you know show that they were going to turn over a new leaf. Um, we, the performance didn't come, but the lineup certainly came. Gordon came in goals because Bain was injured. Then we arguably played what everybody would probably agree is our first choice back four. So we had El Hamid at right back, Julian Ayer and Bolangoli. Then Johnson Beaton came in for Brown. We had McGregor, Christie, Griffiths, and Edward. A lot of people scream for two up front. We had our two best strikers um, just playing you, up front. Yeah. Just because yeah. you get two guys up front doesn't mean it's a partnership, though. Mm, not, yeah. not that it necessarily worked, but um, you know, it was a very strong team. Why is it, Ian? Do you think that you play such a strong team, players with experience in there as well, and yet the international footballs, and, yeah. and yet it's so flat? Is it just because they, they themselves, are kind of upset and not feeling right about what uh, happened during the week? I think that I think that has has a, a lot to do with it. I think they're deflated, um, and and you know they they know themselves that uh, you know there was there was there was three legs on the stool of shit, and the third and the third leg was the players didn't play as well as they should have done. So I've never heard of the stool of shit. Can we talk about that? It was, it was the, translated means shit of shit. The players, the the manager, and the 
the board. I just mean I've never heard the phrase phase. No, I made it up. Oh, did you? Okay, fair enough. Uh, it's you, just, you, just you literally said that like it was part of some Shakespearean play. No, about no, the, no, the, no, just the three just legs of shit, of course. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. But, but it might enter the lexicon now. So that's going to be quite Listen, it's on the cynic, so. Yeah. So, Manny, do you think it was... Was it a European hangover, or as some people have maybe speculated, could it be that the players, you know, they've lost confidence in Lennon already? Um, you can start to read into these things too much. I mean, we saw what happened after Cluj and the whole Twitter thing with Scott Brown, so you've got people speculating this, that, and the next thing. you get people speculating about Arzani because of his comments in the summer regarding Brown. Um, I don't know. As I say... It's all predicated on what happened in the Cluj game, uh, but it's setting a pattern so far, and everybody knows we've got a big game on Thursday, and then we've got a, a big game at Ibrox coming up um, shortly. Hearts is a big Hearts game as well, man. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Hearts at home is... Well, I think qualifying for Europa League in as litmus tests, I think they're more important than the Hearts game. I'm not discounting it, but certainly... If there's somebody who wants to get one over Lennon, though, it's fucking Levine. I don't know how he's going to set up. Well, put it this way, right? Say if we beat AIK and we beat Rangers and we get beat off Hearts, people will be less concerned as, as, as a measure. If we lose those two games and beat Hearts, nobody will care. Now, I'm not saying it's an easy game or anything that. like that, but those are litmus tests. If we come through them with two positive results, a lot of this disappears. Yeah. If we don't... The Dunfermline game's just another layer on top of all the crap that's going to build on the, the pressure on Lennon, the squad, and the board. Yeah, I think I think the uh, three legs. I think I think arguably the game against Dunfermline was probably one that the players really wouldn't have wanted. See if they'd been playing against the Hearts or playing against the Hibs, someone that might actually come out and. And they would really have to; they would be forced to step it up a level. I think that might have been better for them. See, playing a a, a team lower lower division who are going to sit and basically camp for large periods of the time, trying to just defend. That we we've seen it time and again when we've struggled to break down and having a European hangover. I think that just kind of compounds the frustration early on if you don't make it quick enough inroads. But that's the nature of Scottish football. There absolutely, is, yeah, but absolutely. there is only going to be four or five teams that are going to attack you or at least play a bit more expansive. That that's what I don't understand when Brendan Rodgers and moans about you know when he was the manager here about players you know having to break down that ten you know with a one straight that's just Scottish football mm. you yeah. have to get you have to get used to it and you have to realise that that's what you're up against but there is an irony that the two games that Lennon's played in the league they've coped admirably with it, against that and actually you know looked very good eventually I think St Johnston are, was an anomaly just because of how dreadful they were put five past no no I, listen I'm not taking I'm not going to say no here no now. I'm just, I'm just yeah, no, no I'm not going to sit here now and say oh those ca- these don't count for anything because we played some really really good fo- that's the thing that we've seen against Cluj and I did say it was dire but we did play good football mm. at points we've played good football under Neil Lennon at points throughout his, his second reign in charge but it's like a you jigsaw puzzle. You put it all together and you can see actually the picture doesn't actually add up yeah. it's, I mean the only positive again and we said, we said it last week um, thus far, we can score goals. We've got yeah. real attacking threat in the team. It's that defence. So weak. And it's the mentality of the side as well. Now, it's a midfield as well. The, well, the midfield, the, the, there's the brown, out, the brown conundrum as well, right? Putting it all on brown is dead, dead easy to do. I just think we need another strong central midfield player in there. That's the problem in terms of 
Um, people will talk about Winyama, not that he's ever going to come back and loan, so let's not even go there. But somebody like him to protect that back four at times, to allow the attacking players to flourish, might help settle the defence. And obviously, if but, we sign two fullbacks, you know. but they but they they definitely need just the two fullbacks. I would just they, need two. They right? need to know what they're they need to know what they're doing off the ball as well, and they need to have some form of shape. And uh, yeah. you know, there's plenty of rumours, and what, we don't know if they're true. I would be I would be surprised if they were. The idea that Neil Lennon doesn't doesn't plan or coach or instruct. Well, that's on what shape. Joe, that, you know. That's what Joe Ledley said in that. So open goal with Simon but, Ferry. But, yeah, but, but you don't you don't know if he's changed since then. I mean, that was that that was his first I, first I, attempt at management. You would hope that he'd be different now. Aye, but it's a pretty big attempt. But but I think the those, evidence, players, the evidence, those players against Dunfermline didn't look like they knew what specific. It's a case of like we've said. Listen, I think this is how I see it. Lennon says we're the better team. He said that on post-match press conferences several times. We've got the better players. Like when he talked yeah. about Cluj, we've got the better players. Win your personal battles, and we'll win the game. Yeah, that's probably how he signs it, sets up, and that is why we are stumbling because he's yeah, it relies on bits of individual quality and brilliance to to turn games, which which isn't good enough. And I think you, when you watch it, you can clearly see that we are not as organised off the ball and, and everything else as we were under the rat. So clearly there's, there can, is can a change. I, can I just make one point on Brown? There's this idea that you take Brown out the team and we'll be fine mm-hmm. and it solves all the problems. That's Listen, not the two of abs- you are starting to backtrack already. He's no. a flipping and flopping. No, 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 no. no, 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 no. said exactly that last week. No, you no. said that. Like, listen, yeah. like take you need to replace Brown. You yeah, can't yeah, no, just no, take no. him out. No, no, yeah, yeah. no, yeah. That's the point. Yeah. Yeah. You're not flip flopping. You're being no. absolutely. Yes. Thank you, Ian. I'm yeah. being consistent. Can we switch off you've, Ian's mic? You've got you've got the the, the, the Christian Wolf conundrum where you go. If you put Cal McGregor at the bottom of Jesus the midfield, he's he's geez. now Italian Christian. <laughs> if you put him at the bottom of the midfield, that's it. That's not it. Yeah, that is not. We need another. Strong, strong central midfielder. So, I, so I, I, I agree. So, but to, in, in Brown's place, take Brown out and put a better quality okay. player in this place. Okay, let me, let me, I just I, sometimes for McGregor as well because you can't play McGregor sixty-eight times like he played last absolutely season. Absolutely not. So that's absolutely the point. Not. Your no. point is any means necessary. Brown has a role to play. That has to be a lot less than on it is the, just now. On the touchline, he does. My, yeah. my point. My point is, uh, you know, you take Scott Brown out. People have this idea and this opinion that you take Scott Brown out and essentially you replace him with any of midfielders that we have and we'll be better. Listen, I, I think Scott Brown uh, has... I, I don't think he should be starting. I, I, I'll make Scott Brown would have been the perfect player to bring on 75 minutes when you go 3-1, 3-2 up against Cluj. He comes on, slows the game down, tells everybody to fucking cam it. He did it in the League Cup final last year. Perfect. Everyone else does the hard work. Brown comes in, steadies the ship. Yep. That could be his role. However, this idea that you take him out and it solves all of our problems, you are not seeing the whole bit picture because essentially we've got two fullbacks who both of them are struggling. We've got two centre-halves. We've got a guy for seven million quid who looked to be outpaced against a Dunfermline attack, which was one guy. I don't even know his fucking name. And we've got Joseph Simunovic who is... Consistently inconsistent. The fact is, the back line is what's causing us. Middle to front, we look okay if Brown comes in and out at points, but Lennon's not going to change it. Why we? I don't even know fucking why we're doing. I know, but Brown taking out Brown doesn't solve every every deficiency in the team. It doesn't. But he's in the middle of the pitch. He's the heartbeat. Uh, you know, he's in the engine room, if you want to call it the engine room. He's in there in the middle of the pitch and. He is not in that team for his footballing ability right now. 
in August 2019, he should not be on that pitch because his football ability isn't up to scratch. But so, anyway. So, no, 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 no. Anyway. Well, on you go. I know. I, I, I wasn't asking your permission now. Listen, you. <laughs> this is my podcast now. <laughs> Listen. You'll get the chance on Sunday. Without, me. without the supporting cast, you are nothing. <gasps> Brown absolutely needs replaced. Absolutely needs replaced. When? But say we don't sign. Say we when? don't. Now? What do you mean? Or I, wait another year. That's what I said. No. Listen, were you here last week? <laughs> Replace them now. No, what happens is you can't just go. <laughs> that's what you're doing. See if you went in, see if we took Brown out of the side and didn't play him and went in to this season with a first choice midfield of Callum McGregor, Ryan Christie, and Olivier and Cham. Would you be confident about that? No. And the main reason I wouldn't be confident about that is Christie's injury record. And two, Cham's inconsistency. Cham's complete inconsistency. There's no point in talking about Cham as if he's going to be a mainstay in our team. Cham has the potential to be, but I don't trust him long term. But we've, we've also offered him out according to quite high end yeah. uh, uh, sources. There was and no I'd, I'd timing like, on that. All, all I would say is, like, so, so that that Cham getting offered out that could have happened, you know, at the point where Cham starts mouthing off. Yeah, it could have. Been. I, you it know what I mean? And it's probably. I, I think I get the feeling it's probably it's still not way ideal out that a guy who you essentially you don't see having a long term I mean, future. You start the hut best. Yeah, these stories are only dripped out to the press for someone's gain. Some somewhere down the food. Yeah, chain. but the guy, the guys so, are pretty good. The, the guys point, are good the, sources. Yeah, the point. I mean, I mean, Granger. The, the point about Cham is, I, I, I love Cham as a player. See, when he's ticking, there's few players better in Scotland. You know what I mean? When I say I, I don't trust him, is because. It's quite clear from some of his comments in the press, he doesn't see his long-term future here. And we've certainly seen from him some less-than-stellar performances, you know, last season at Easter Road and things like that. The third part of that in terms of our midfield is then you're over-relying on Callum McGregor again. He can't play that many games. As I said last week, Forrest and McGregor really, really tailed off um, with their performances towards the end of last season because which is of understandable of, yeah. with the amount of football they played which is why we need another big central midfielder and I'd love yeah. Champ to stay as well, well because that would give us more options and would allow us to phase yeah. Brown out over time but not just whip my, him out because you can't do that my big worry is that Cal McGregor's performances are going to take a hit because I don't think Neil Lennon is the man to get the best out of him I don't think he uses him correctly and knows how to use him correctly that's my worry that you know, we're going to see a dip in McGregor. My worry would be that um, things get worse um, and it comes to January and there's an offer for him and he thinks, I'm not staying here. Well, well I mean, I mean, I mean you that's, could say that about any of our players. I mean, Eddie, you'd think that about Eddie as well, yeah. you know? Yeah, I mean, that's the worry is, Listen, you know... Eddie, if, if, I was, if, I was, if I knew Eddie, I'd be telling him, get out, man. Oh, What's man. the point? What is the point? And that we're all... Very what big loyal. Celtic fans. <laughs> yeah, what? But, uh, yeah. The, the, the what loyalty has he got to us? He, can, can I make get a, to France? See what you're. See what you're. See. See essentially though, right? Everyone's right. We sh- Brown shouldn't be in the team now. So you are right, and you're right as well, Chris. In that we we can't rely on Callum McGregor. Everyone's right. This comes down to complete mismanagement. That's that's what this is. Everyone ha- everyone has made a good point about Brown. He shouldn't be part of the, the, this team in terms of first choice going into every single game. Of course he shouldn't. 
and Callum McGregor, we almost broke. We almost broke. We, pr- we pretty much almost broke Kieran Tierney. We're probably going to break. But see, but, see how, how, but how can we all see that? We're a limited. We are not coached in football or anything. We are. We are literally fans. <laughs> fans with knowledge. Yeah. But, you still, but how come fans with knowledge can see these things that a manager oh, and Neil be, Lennon can't? But there is a narrative starting to develop, and I think actually Lennon started this last week talking about. The scouting systems and things actually yeah. not being there, and we had one scout, one international scout. Yeah, and five and, scouts in total. Yeah, and 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 then this this sort of the, essentially with the rat having gutted the club. Cunt. Um, Sorry. <laughs> oh Jesus! It's going to be a wee e next to this podcast oh, now. Oh, yeah, that was unnecessary, Christopher. He tried to scoop out everything about the club and then says, "I'm a supporter." Is that yeah. how you work, pal? Sorry. Um. So so. I just hate him. Some I really hate him. Sometimes, sorry. I, I, yeah, sorry. So yeah, so one of the one of the blogs last night, that, you know, formerly very pro Lowell, talked mm-hmm. about um, essentially um, empty chairs or or, and, or or chairs that have been replaced with yes men. There's a there's a whole sort of a thread developing that that actually we don't have. Even the the right people to be making those types of calls. Lennon doesn't actually have the right backup, yeah. the right support. There's no, there's, there's, as I said it last week. There's, there's no, there's no debate in that boardroom. It's all whatever Peter Law wants, yeah. and ev- everybody just uses. No, so whatever up. Desmond wants, Law will get some. Yeah, yeah. they 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 use the vote to yeah. to. to basically pass through anything that he wants. But, but what, would say, what I would say is that, that listen, it's 20 years... In, in 20 years, Celtic have sacked one manager in season. If Lennon becomes the second one, Lowell goes, has to go. Like, we cannot accept the... The buck stops. The executive accountability sits with him. He appointed Neil Lennon. If we lose... God forbid the next four games, and and actually there's there's riots. It's not just Lennon that goes. We're fucking clearing house. Who's going to have to? Who sacks him? Desmond. Desmond. That Desmond will not sack Peter Law. That's never going to happen. Let's just say every so time Peter Law every, will every, move when Peter Law decides he's going to move. It's, let's, that's the way it will be. Every time we talk about Law hiring Lennon, we need to make reference to the fact he did it in the toilet. Now, <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Maybe it wasn't in the toilet. My shower's in my toilet. Maybe it was a separate shower. I don't know. But ultimately... There's rumours that Lennon was taking a shit in the the shower (laughs) at the time. I don't know. Um, Going back to this game... um, (laughs) Just that you made up, eh? No, no, I heard it. from. You never had this under my fucking tutelage, I tell you. Um, Anyway, so... Save it for the Patreons, guys. Back to the uh, back to the game itself because we've not got a hell of a lot to say that's positive to be honest. But, but um, Lennon did make some. Well, it was actually our man uh, Keith McGinty who went along to the press conference and he asked Neil Lennon about one particular stat um, from the game. How many? Thirty-six today. Yeah. Well, I mean, are you satisfied with the quality of the shots though? I don't know what bit, you mean. From a bit too far out no, but sometimes far? you know when when you've got that amount of bodies in front, you've got to take shots. Yeah. I want them to shoot. I've you've seen great. I mean, you see Sky all the time. You know, you see the Gerrards, the Lampards, the schools. You know, the score goals from outside the box, and I encourage that from my players because sometimes it's difficult to play intricately through teams. Sometimes, you know, twenty-five yarders. 
does the job. You know, the goalie made some great saves. I don't discourage any of my players taking shots as long as they have the belief that they're, they're going to hit the target or work the goalkeeper because then anything can happen after that. 36. So we couldn't have played that badly then, you know. And you know, I'm not massive on stats. The one stat I do look out for is attempts on goal because if that's, you know, around about over 20, then we're doing something right. Now, I absolutely hate that. I think we all do, but, you know, and he, he spoke some amount of convoluted pish in his time. Wow. But I would take the convoluted pish over that from, from Neil Lennon. Um, it, it is worrying for a number of reasons. Um, I, I saw this tweet earlier from uh, Matt Rain um, from Modern, uh, football. Modern Football, the stats and all that. Um, At he, Modern Football, check him out. Yep, he tweeted, are we getting money for that? We get stats from that. Oh, cool. Um, he he tweeted, Lennon and everyone are right that shots are good, but where and how these shots come are just as important. 25 of the 36 shots against Dunfermline coming from outside the box isn't great. Last year, 43% of Celtic shots came in the danger zone. I don't quite know what the danger We scored zone six is. goals from outside the box against St. Johnson in a 7-0 victory. Yeah, but the point is, I'm up. just saying you can't you can't sit and go, oh, that's a rocket from Chris Walker. Wow, that's amazing, but and then say, oh, shots outside the box are bad quality. Can I finish the tweet? Nah, ah, you can. So <laughs> last last year, forty three percent of Celtic shots came in the danger zone. It was around twenty on Saturday, twenty percent on Saturday. Um, what do you make of uh, Lennon's Lennon's take on the the stat of the year? Um, so and. <clears throat> What I would say is against uh, Cluj, when Oliver and Cham came on, um, he had four shots that absolutely ballooned over the bar. I like Oliver and Cham. I think he's a good player, but his shooting can be erratic. But essentially what Neil Lennon is saying with that comment there is that that's fine. He can shoot over the bar as many times as he wants because he's encouraging his players to shoot. Um I'm not a big stats guy, but you know something. It's something like anything. Four percent of long shots go in or hit the target. I just think you need to be smarter if you're playing against that. I, I think I'm all for having shots, but you need to be smarter if you're just hitting 36 shots and you're scoring two goals. That's not that's not ideal. And it's not even 36 shots that were on target. Um, I think if Celtic, if Neil Lennon wants to move forward, he. I don't know why he. You know, it's all about it's all about, all about the small advantages. It's all about the idea that if I can use stats, marginal gains, Chris, marginal gains, marginal gains. If I can use stats to get a tiny sliver of something extra, then I'll take it. But Neil Lennon, I'm not into stats. Maybe you should be. Yeah. Maybe, maybe you have a team who tells you how to break down the stats. Maybe you have a dedicated team, and then they'll say, if you do this, you'll get more opportunities. In come to you next. Yes. How important is a Betfred Cup to you? How important is it to Celtic's season? This is a double-aced question. <laughs> uh, are, you, are you even bothered about the Betfred Cup? Now, obviously, we're coming off the back of treble trebles. So, I would rather not go out of the Betfred Cup to lower league opposition. That's the first point. Yep. So, Dunfermline and, by definition, Thistle. However... Oh, oh Samani's moving a table, sorry. However, um I think it's the least of our priorities this season. I don't I don't think there's any need for us to strive for put any more pressure on ourselves by going for a quadruple treble 
um, and the League Cup is the but one. But you don't want to lose it. You don't want to lose. Yeah, you know. But the, the the reason why I'm asking that is, um, and you don't want to give Rangers anything either. Yeah, but in in terms of you know in terms of Lennon and his his position as manager, how uh, say we had lost that game went out of the bed for. Betfred Cup, and I know it's a, it's a, it's an if because it didn't happen. But if that had happened, how much worse do you think it would be for him now this week? Uh, yeah, a lot worse. Be- and it, but it's worse. because, but it's because you're losing to lower league opposition. You know? I just think any defeat at this point in the season, after what's happened, any defeat's going yeah. to highlight uh, complete disconnect from the fans and anger. It's just, it's just going to absolutely, you know, see Neil Lennon, right? If Neil Lennon had a little bit more. If, if he was just a little bit more honest, um, he doesn't have to be completely honest. So, so when you were mentioning about him saying how you know he was delighted that 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 was his, how did you find the game against Dunfermline? I was delighted. I mean, the, the atmosphere became really toxic when they equalised people. I'm sure there was people in that that stadium that were kind of like, do you know what? I want to fucking lose here just to get. Yeah. I want crisis because then the quicker the and crisis. I think a, a lot of them didn't bother staying for extra time. And... But what he reminds me of, do you know who he reminds me of? Um, Gordon Strachan. So Celtic played some really, really turgid, turgid football under Gordon Strachan. And Gordon Strachan, whenever he was asked, what did you think of that game? Uh, one each draw with Hibs Easter Road that was absolutely dreadful. His response was always, what a terrific advert for Scottish football. Strachan always used to say, oh, that was a crank game of football. You know, oh, I'd love him as a teammate. He'd come away with these ridiculous platitudes that made no sense in regard to reality of what we just Strachan watched. Strachan really struggled with the Scottish media because... He he had his sort of cheeky chappy was just went over so well in England as a South. Oh, and here, here comes Ginger Scotsman Gordon Strachan, Southampton manager. What quip would you like today? You know, all oh, the pitches, uh, the give grass me, is well, green. Give and us all. a quick word, velocity. Velocity, yeah. Yeah. all that shit, right? Anyway, they lapped it up, and he comes up here, and he kind of tries to do the same thing, and they're just like, what? Yeah, but that's the point about Lennon. I think Lennon, um, he's his press conferences are doing him more harm than good yeah. because he's saying stuff that is. He could, he yeah, could, but that, he that, could that, have one at Beard's Bar. To that, be fair, that's one. That's one. Which thing, is now a hipster pub. We're on the verge. That's one thing that I wanted to talk about was kind of, and it ties into the whole disharmony around the club just now and in, in the general kind of mood and feeling. Um, one thing that has really annoyed me and probably symptomatic of not just Neil Lennon but the club in general was his comments saying after after the close game that he is ignoring the hysteria. Now the word hysteria really annoyed me because it, it insinuates that we are overreacting in some way and I, I just think that's actually quite belittling of a very passionate and dedicated support um, but you know the, the the Green Brigade made their point um, on on you know I would I would happily say they made it on my behalf um, with their banner at the game um, and they, they had a silent protest as well and the banner read um, this is how it feels to be Celtic downsizing again as you know the Celtic board are gambling 10 in a row and I think the Celtic board are gambling 10 in a row but stayed up for the full game I think it all stayed up the full game. They put it on. They put it on like uh, on sticks. Sticks, um, and they all went up to the top of the thing. Sending sending that message to the board, I thought I thought it was excellent. I thought it was worded very well, and it sent exactly the right tone and message. And they couldn't ignore it. The players would have all seen it. Neil Lennon would have seen it. So this idea idea of just ignoring the hysteria, it does feel like that that the club is just basically ignoring the fuss. 
and just acting like nothing has happened, and they were expecting this and and everything else. How how's it how's it sit with you, Samani? A, a week on after the Dunfermline game, can you see any sort of change coming? It comes down to recruitment. Well, okay, no, that's not true. There's systematic problems with how the clubs run, but I think I've mentioned it before. Winning the league this season and next season is the be-all and end-all for everything. Even if the club's still got structural problems and we manage to win the league the next two times, it, it doesn't matter just now, if you will. What we've got clear, what, what what's upsetting me more than anything is how quiet we are on the recruitment front. That's that that's huge. I mean, there's been no reaction. No, no, no reaction to it, to it at all, which, which worries me for the fact that you know, from the what, fans, what, you mean? No, no, I mean from, from, from in, in from terms the of the transfer market, market, we've not went out and 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 reacted in a well, way I that mean, might try and help galvanise the, the club. Yeah. Now, now, at the end of the day, you know, if we make those signings before the end of the transfer window, then that's, I mean. You, you need to give them to them. I'm not going to stamp my feet because we haven't made yeah. the signings just now. Aye, but Sir Manny, we're going to go into Ibrox with two fullbacks who don't look the best, uh, a centre-half pairing that looks completely confused because no matter who we get in now, they're probably not going to be ready for Rangers. So we're going to go into Rangers with uh, a squad that isn't fit for purpose at this no, point. I, well, well, a defence well, that's not fit for purpose at this point. I agree. And I think that the, the recruitment strategy has been terrible. The problem is we should have had these key positions filled already. January. January. The league won't be won and lost at Ibrox. I know. So if we get them in, it's too late. It's probably too late. It's bad planning. It's terrible. But see if we get key recruits in before the end of the window that can see us over the line, that's where we are. That's the only thing right now that I think can change things. If we go into this, if we go into this uh, the season with this squad, I've said it before, I still think on paper. And probably from what I've seen, we've probably got a better squad than them, but it's too tight, it's too close for comfort. Yeah. And my concern is the manager we've got might not be able to take us over the line. Right now, it's maybe a coin toss. It shouldn't be. If we get the right players in between now and the end of uh, the, the month, then I think it'll be enough to see us over the line. I hope it'll be enough. One thing is, I don't know if I've got the confidence we will. That's what's pissing everybody off just now. Do we think we're going to go out and sign the right guys? No. I mean, it's quiet just now. Maybe they're doing their, their, their business quietly. The, the, Maybe. The, the devil's advocate is that, that actually, you know, they're doing, they oh, might fuck be... Fuck off, it's the fucking... Listen, it's a counterpoint, right? It is a counterpoint. They might be doing, getting the right things lined up and then it's like fucking... We've filled so, out of a... It's a bit... Oh, Friday. <laughs> You'll be going into your weekend and how many players will be signed today? Oh, Twelve. What? <laughs> Listen, the, 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 the thing is, all though, projects. The, the, the thing is, you got you got to kind of. They've already, as far as as far as we are concerned, they've already fucked the transfer window because we're out of the Champions League. Yeah. So they've already got it wrong. They got it wrong. You know, they've they've failed in the last three transfer windows. The the. Well spending twelve million pounds. That's the other point. Yeah. That is, do you know what I mean? Like, but they, and, and 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 I know that we're sort of writing off Julian. Julian had a very no, not, slow not, start. Right, right, not, no, no, no. But, but you know, he was sitting in the bench last week. He did have a slow start last season. He was dreadful, against, game. He was dreadful against Dunfermline. I mean, he was terrible. Yeah. But, but the, the, I read a thing today. That I think it was the, like the American owner. The American owner of Arsenal uh, was saying that when they lost four goals in the Europa League final 
um, that was the kind of catalyst for their change and they made them realise we need to get our, our transfer business done quick and we need to change the recu- recruitment kind of policy. They changed everything off of the back of those four goals getting lost in, in that final. Um, you would hope that Celtic would, it would be a, a kind of eureka moment for them as well and they would see that they had to change. But so far, especially this week, there has been... Next to nothing. The the only kind of we you know there's this boy. What's his name? The boy from Southampton. Afalabi. Afalabi. I can't recall his first name, but yeah, Tam. The the young boy. Um, <laughs> the who striker winger. Yeah. The young boy who played for Ireland at the Under-21 Championships, and by all accounts, there was some big names, big teams linked with him, and by all accounts, he he sounds like he could be a promising player, but by Lennon's own words, he is on the cusp of the first team. He's not there to make an immediate impact, he's not there to go straight into the team and win us this league title. So, in my head, I'm kind of discounting that right now. The, The only other player... Really, that we've, there's been kind of strong links to in the past couple of days, whether they're true or not, is Jordan Ibe, the old uh, ex-Liverpool player. Because we need Bournemouth. another winger. No, yeah, a, a winger, a winger who we can only get on loan because he costs so much money, and he is very, he's highly rated down in England. But at the end of the day, if that is going to be our eleventh hour you know, big marquee signing, getting a player from an English Premier League club on loan. I don't think that's enough. I don't think well, it's well, going to change. So, so I, I do wonder whether the the boy from Southampton. I think Lennon had talked about potentially wanting to bring in a striker. I think the reality is when you've got Griffiths, Edward, and Bayo there, I don't think you can justify big money on that position when we're so lacking in other positions. So actually, this might be actually getting you know a hot young prospect who's not he's not at the start of the conveyor belt. He's maybe in the middle towards the end. I wonder if that's a kind of a an accommodation with that. He looks like he's going to play two at times. If he's going to play two, so we, need, he, four, so, we so, need four strikers. So will he? I think he sounds like he could be our fourth striker. Fuck off. Well, that's fine. That's but that's that's, that's Fuck uh, off. Yeah, and the, see the fact is right. Uh, see El Hamed started brightly against Cluj. I thought he looked dodgy. Oh, gosh. Right? No, no, he no. looked dodgy when he was tired. I'm not having that. He, he's, oh, come he's on. Done, people, people he's are, done well. People are talking about him like he's now our first choice. He, he is. All of our, he is. All of, he is our first choice right back. No, wait, wait, got, wait a minute. He's, he's our got, only choice. Yeah, right. but That's you, the problem. But, sure, but surely you've got, to, you've got to praise the boy. Surely we've got someone that we can actually put a bit of praise well, on well, and say, okay, well, do you know what you've done well? If you let me finish. I thought he started well. Um, I thought against Cluj, I thought there was times where um, he was completely caught out of position because um, I, I still don't think he's a fullback. Um, Scott Brown. I, I, okay, um, their their fourth goal, for example, came from the right hand side down his thingy. The the, the third goal. Um, fourth fourth goal. He was visibly on his ass because he's right. not played football okay. in three months. Okay. Right. He should have been taken okay. off. He shouldn't have been on the okay. pitch. So, so the fact is, we've got at this point. That's at, our manager's okay. incompetence. Right. At, let me fi- let me finish. At this point, we've got a fullback who can't last beyond seventy five minutes. Is what you're telling me, right? Absolutely. Yep. Okay. So we're fucked then. Because we don't have another right back. Absolutely. We've got, we've got the... Uh, it's our own fault. The, we, we've made the this problem. The, the only way this transfer window ends up as a success, and I totally agree with Sermani, it, it's going to be a qualified success because it should have happened earlier. There are four positions we urgently need players in. 
goalkeeper, so, left back, right back, and I would argue the defensive midfielder. The, I would argue a centre right, half. So, so hold on, hold on, right? So from Ian, from your point of view, in order to make this a successful transfer window and come out and be positive in this window, you're saying we need four signings. Yes. So Manny, how many? How how do we turn this around in two weeks? The 90-Minute Cynic are proudly sponsored by our good friends at Penny Black. Since 2014, Penny Black has been providing distinctive greetings cards, unique gifts and noteworthy stationery from their base in Glasgow. Stores are located at 721 to 723 Great Western Road, 533 Socky Hall Street and at Clyde Bank Shopping Centre. Penny Black is award-winning, family-owned and independently operated, with physical stores in Glasgow as well as their new online store, penny-black.co.uk. Benefiting from having a post office in each of their stores, Penny Black can ensure your order is packed and dispatched without delay. They've even won awards for their unique and modern approach to postal services. Birthday cards, gifts, stationery and balloons, Penny Black has you covered. Find Penny Black on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram at PennyBlackGLA. Penny Black, proud sponsors of the 90 Minute Cynic. What's success? Six signings. Serious. Well, yeah, well, well, you're being well, realistic. Uh, well, uh, am I talking about? I'm right. not saying you're wrong. I'm just saying. Are for, we going to get six signings? No, no, we're not. Right. So we, we need. Can we need. Even, it we need be successful. We need. Then. We probably need another centre half. We. I would. I would want another goalkeeper. You need two fullbacks. I mean, two. You need yeah. two fullbacks. You need two yeah. fullbacks. There's no question. You need a central midfielder. Yeah. How many signings is that? Because I've lost count. That's two, four, six. There you go. Yeah. But as a minimum, as an absolute bare minimum, let's scrape by. We need two three. fullbacks. We need three. We need two fullbacks and a centre half. That for bare for me, bare minimum is three. Right. Because I don't I don't disagree, but you could argue that we've got Ayer, we've got um, Samunovic, Ayer's we've got injured, Julian. So Ayer's injured. Jo- Jozo's been injured already this season, and right. jo- Julian. And you've get you've get beat on the play. Uh, listen, Fuck and listen, but no, no, no. And you've get El Hamid. Play- no, no. I'm not I'm arguing sure that, that that's right. I'm not arguing that's right. I'm talking about the absolute bare bare minimum, okay, okay. and that has got to be two fullbacks. Bolongoli has not set the world alight. El Hamid has n- the one game where he was tested, he was blown out his backside. Yep. So see saying that he, he's looked good and things like that, that's probably because people are comparing him to Ball and Golly. My feeling, my gut instinct and him based on what I've seen over El Hamed is he will be a good backup. Yep. Yes. He, that's maybe not fair, but has he set the world alight? No. He's just been better than Ball and Golly. And that's a problem. People are saying that'll do just now. And Ball and Golly's been thrown under the bus as well, by the way. Yes, think, he has. I think it's really so, unfair how he's been treated. So the bottom line is we need two fullbacks. <laughs> What have I done? Did you not just say Ball and Golly was shite two minutes ago? No, I didn't. No, what what I said was he's not getting any support. The, the fact the fact is we've got two fullbacks who have been absolutely thrown to the to the Lions. Um, so, I, I don't think I don't th- can, I don't think either of them are bad players at all. I just don't. I think I think you're right as well. I think they've they've been thrown in straight away and they don't know their their teammates. Their, their centre half pairings are consistently changing. 
Um, their midfield's changing as well. Yeah, I feel for them. Can I can I can I make the but point? I think can I make the point? No, right. We were never going to sign four full backs within a short space of time. It wasn't just going to work like that. If we we signed two, we got a left back in, we got a right back in. They were obviously going to go in. I think, right. John, I think Johnny go, Hayes is going to play against AIK. Whether it turns out that they are first choice, we would hope that we would have another two come in and challenge them, and then we figure out what the best two are, right? But those two, whoever whoever the first two that were going to come in, were, they be, were going to be the ones that play first. So I, I agree with you. I don't, I, don't, I don't think Lennon's helped him, especially in the Clues game, because he dropped him in that game and absolutely... He threw, threw, threw him under the bus. Yeah, yeah. And if Gerard had done it, we'd be mocking him. I know, but then we're mocking. But the, the same token, we're mocking Lennon about about being overly positive about a game that was shit. Right, so we can't have it every which oh, way. Oh no, but you don't throw them under the bus. Oh, I'm you, just, say, just I'm, be I'm more saying, realistic. I'm saying perhaps his his overly positive response to Dunfermline was a bit of a hands up. I shouldn't have said that about Bongoli. In terms of signings, anyway, it sounds like left back we might be reasonably close. I think, I can't find the quote. Lennon was saying that we might end up signing a player who's cup-tied, which suggests either Greg Taylor or uh, Berger Melling. 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 So that that kind of, like, there's a logic there, right? You're like, right, okay, right, well, that might happen. Sutton's come out and said Melling's close, right? That's happening. Goalkeeper, I think there are four sensible targets. When you go to the, the Premier, you look at Foster... Um, Michelle Vaughan is a free agent. There, there are there are things that can happen to get that done. I've heard nothing at right back. I've heard nothing in defensive midfield. But I think they both need to happen. With playing again, kind of playing devil's advocate a wee bit. Um, you know, there there is a lot of negativity. Podcasts, not just ours, but other ones I've listened to. Everybody is more or less in the same mood. There's a lot of anger going around. Personally, I've been really angry. I'm not. So, I'm I'm personally not that angry anymore. I'm pretty much just disappointed. I'm just really gutted at the situation we find ourselves in. But is it up to us as fans as well to kind of lift this because we can't. It it, it kind of can't go on like this forever. Do we have a, a responsibility to try and lift the mood? We because we, the players are going to feed off of us. When well. Thursday comes, everybody should be in that stadium at quarter to eight, singing their hearts out. I think everyone will, though. Oh, they will. But it, but, but, but if it's another horror show, then, then you know, I, it's only see, get the, worse. The, the point I'll make is, right, all, all we want is Celtic to be in a situation... Uh, Celtic don't deserve to just walk into any competition. We don't have a God-given right. We're not that type of support. We understand that, you know, we'll come up against teams that maybe uh, have get more better financially, etc., etc. However, we just want to be in a situation where we can compete. And the fact is, playing Callum McGregor at left-back is not us competing. No. Now, I look at tomorrow, I look at Thursday and I think to myself, what's changed since last week that means that Callum McGregor won't play at left back? Because Neil Lennon said it didn't have a negative affair. He doubled on down on it. He doubled down on it. He said that um, playing in that position meant they could see more of the game and they could um, basically set up the, one of the goals, etc., etc. So, what has changed since last week that potentially McGregor won't play at left back. Nothing. I, I would, well, 
and if he won't do it again. See if he doesn't do it again. Does have a growth a growth attitude? What was it we talked about? Growth mindset. Growth mindset, right? If Lennon has a growth mindset, then he will listen to the feedback that is in the ether, that is everywhere, that will be all the sentiment analysis will be saying, you fucked up. If he doesn't play ball and goalie, ball and goalie, I, I, that to me is, is, is a, an indictment point that ball and goalie can't play at a level above the fucking... Dumfermline, essentially, or because he did that in the Europa League for Rapid Vienna last season, so he, he obviously no, 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 can no. play. At no, that no, level. I'm not saying I'm, that's not a judgment on the player. That's a judgment on the manager's on opinion of about the player. Him. So yeah. if, if he doesn't play ball and golly against AIK at home, the way I, I see think, it, Lennon I think he will won't, play him. He has to. Yeah. I think I, he will play him. I, I, I genuinely don't. I don't think he's gotten. I think he's painted himself in a corner where where he has to. I, I, I don't. I don't think he's. I don't think he's daft enough, uh, Neil Lennon, to um, to do that again because he knows that he, he knows the criticism he got for it. He knows the criticism that would come if he did it again. Um, I, the the thing for me, I think that's the the most frustrating bit and the bit that I'm most disappointed is. And as I feel as if I'm watching a car crash, I feel yes. as if I'm just waiting for the next scene to come on, and the next, you know, next episode of this, and there's nothing that we can do to to stop it. And I think if if you know, I can't see any. I can't see a significant number of signings coming in the next two weeks. Personally, I think it's going to continue. I think we still won't have signed anybody of note until the, the last week, probably approaching the last few days, and we might get one in. And 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 that's not good enough. And I think the games that are coming up, we're coming to such a pivotal point of the season already that you know the transfer window closes. We don't make any real you know advances in it. I think there's going to be it's going to ramp up a notch yeah. and I think if we go out of Europe tomorrow which we're going to come on to just now um, I you think there's a structure to this? I, there is <laughs> right. um, I think it's going to ramp up another notch and then you have the game against Rangers which I think could be make or break but we do we do have a game on Thursday and mm-hmm. we are in the Europa League and you know the Europa, per- Europa League qualifiers yeah, well Europa <laughs> League qualifiers yes but I think you know we we can't have it both ways. Personally, as I said, I don't really care about the Europa League, and I'm, I'm, I'm you know I, I think do. it could end up hindering us. But in in the past, I have said and we've we've all said we've all scoffed at English teams who just dismiss it and and don't put their best teams out in the competition because they just treat it like it's it's nothing. So we need to we need to look at it, prepare for it properly. So. Ian, which, what are your expectations of AIK? Are they, how much of a step up? Are they a step up from, from Cluj? Uh, I'm trying to think. So I, I listened to Mialbi was on the was on Clyde coming across who who played for both AIK yeah. and Celtic. So he was saying they're they're a very good defensive side. So they're likely to sit in um, they play a, a five-three-two or, or, or a three-five-two going forward, um, and they'll try and, and hit us on the counter. Um, I, I suspect there's probably a little bit less about them than there was about Cluj. I think Petrescu had, Samani, I'm going to come, you know, kind of boxing clever. Like they, they, they were sort of a bit. There was a there was a bit of guile, a bit of kind of street smart about them that I'm not necessarily sure that AIK will have. Having said that, they're Swedish champions. So I think it's going to be a difficult game, but I would, again, on paper, 
these are teams we should be able to beat. I, I, I kind of peeked behind the curtain. We had, as mentioned, we had Noah Bachner on and we did, when we did the, the, the podcast preview on the Patreon. Um, he seems to think that Celtic will go through, but he doesn't think it's going to be easy. No. And he thinks that any positive result for AIK at home, um, away from home, as in on Thursday, um, could actually, you know, dent Celtic's chances of going through and because essentially how Celtic away in Europe it doesn't matter who we play we always seem to make it harder for ourselves uh, they're a functional team from what I'm led to believe they are a team that uh, they've got a couple of players missing so that's positive uh, however any game at this point I think is going to be tough yeah. so what's what's the approach Samani well, how do uh, because it, more aggression can, you, you can't ignore more aggression you can't ignore the you know, the, the, the predicament, well, not predicament, but the situation around the club, the whole malaise and everything else, what, you know, it's probably the worst high that you could get at this point, you know. How do you approach do do? it? How do you approach it? You play Callum McGregor in the middle of the park. <laughs> you start with Bolongoli and um, have Johnny Hayes as backup in case Bolongoli doesn't play well. But you don't move Callum McGregor from the midfield. You play... Um, you attack from the start with more purpose, like Lennon said, more aggression. I think we were a bit too cagey against um, Cluj at the start. Turned that around a bit in terms of where we went. But we really need to play players in their proper position. From what I gather, I haven't. You know, the journalist spoke to yourself earlier on, Gal, and you know he seems to be confirming some of the things I've read about them. They aren't a great side. No, now, they're not. It, it might be that we're also not a great side. But the bottom line is, if we play the players we've got in the correct position, we should be beating them. Yeah, I think that's the key. I think that's the point, though. If we, if we play to our strengths, we will beat them, especially over in one leg. In the game at home, we'll beat them at home. We just need to take enough of it to go through. Because the second leg, it doesn't matter who we play. It doesn't matter what Celtic team it is. I'm always nervous going into a second leg. Yeah. Do you, away from home. Do you think there's a possibility that Ball and golly, I don't know. We're talking about play, playing players in their in their correct positions, but plays further forward. We'll get striker on right? left wing. It's no way. He's looking forward. Goalkeeper. Uh, I think yeah. you know. Ben is it? Ben could be injured. So. Ball, ball and golly's ball and golly's a good player. Ball and golly um, clearly has deficiencies defensively. He's cle- no, clearly Did you got. Say he was shit earlier. I didn't say he was shit. What I said was he's clearly got deficiencies defensively. It's not being helped out by the fact that the team is changing all over it, all, yeah. all around them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, you know, play, play the play the team we all expect you to play. And if he played, the mafia we Lennon is he used to always do it, um, when when he was in charge at first, and we'd go to Ibrooks and he'd fucking throw some weird Paddy McCourt in central midfield. Sometimes it would work, sometimes it wouldn't. But Charlie McGrew at left mid that worked. Yeah, but we, we don't need to take a risk with this. Just play yeah. play our team, and I think I think we'll have enough. I think we'll have enough to, to beat them. Do you think the Do you think the mood will affect things? I think we'll, I think the fans, as always, will really get behind the team. Um, but the slightest thing goes wrong, though. They, we go a goal down. Early goals. It's going to be ca- it's going to be carnage. Yeah. Early goals key for for both moods in terms of positive and negative. If we can see early, I think I think Louis right. I think it goes toxic. Yeah. Um, if I, if we score early, I think we could. You know, I think we could. I, I honestly think we could end up running over the top of them if we get early. If we get an early, we put a marker down. But there's so much pressure though. That's the thing. I think there's so much pressure on these players now because. 
you know, they, it's it's a difficult environment for them to be in because they can't ignore the protests of the fans. They're gonna hear it, and I and I, and I know what you're saying. None of us are gonna turn up to that game and and be anything other than supportive on the first whistle. But my my feeling is that if the performance isn't what people demand, if it, if we're in a tougher game than than maybe what we hope, and we go a goal down. I think it really changes, and I think it becomes nigh on impossible. I, th- to I, th- I think I think I, 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 Celtic fans we are very bad for that. I think was it Astana two years ago? We were drawn nil nil for about half an hour, and 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 you know the crowd were standing on the back. We won that game five nil. We were dealing with a very sort of competent. European side playing away from home and you could just see we're just breaking them down and it was a kind of patient performance and there's guys behind me going oh, this, is, this is dreadful this is not yeah. we just you kind of need to yeah. give them a little bit that's when Rogers came out where our fans have to kind of yeah, be just, patient just and, be patient yeah which I, you know I there's get, a bit of that I um, think. but I think I think the problem <clears throat> I think the problem tomorrow is if this game was at any other time of the season, see if this was a Europa League group game, fuck it, it doesn't matter, we'll, we'll beat them. See, because of how everything's came together and where we are, we're all on edge. Um, yes. And I think the three of you and a lot of people are underestimating what would happen to Lennon in terms of fan reaction if we go out. Uh, you know, if we go out, even if we beat Rangers, it's the start of people really not. There's a lot of genuine, die-hard Lennon fans who are turning around saying it's not good enough. Don't agree with that. I think if we went put out and we beat Rangers, assuming Rangers went through, we would get a lot of, oh yeah, they'll be get, they'll be get bogged down in Europe. Oh, maybe. Oh, it's, maybe. The, it, it's, it's the league. It is the league. I know, that, that I know, is, I know. But that is it. to get pumped out of two European competitions, it's just oh, not yeah, good enough. Oh yeah, yeah. But... Again, that's why I'm saying litmus test. See if he fails, if he fails the Europa playoff test and he gets beat off Rangers, Hearts game sandwich in the middle, maybe not a great performance. It's monumental pressure at that point. See how you're talking about to put a marker down as well. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, so. But you're talking about Lennon there, and 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 all the focus is on him. Do you think the club are? Do you think the club are throwing him under the bus to a certain extent for the fact that they're not backing him? In the transfer window, they're not making his job any easier. From, from, I mean, he he's going to be. I mean, is he the the number one fall guy? He keep he keeps saying that the, the board are back to bottom, top to bottom. We said last week, and that's it's, the same. It's every, but, but all he's three legs. He's the, first one, yeah. he's the first one that people call for the heads three legs. because he's the one that's easiest to get rid of. Yeah. yeah, yes, people do call. People have regularly, and people, some online commentators who were very supportive of law have been calling into question yeah. how the club's being run. Yeah. So I think there's like a mass movement for Lowell to be moved yeah. on as well. I, I honestly, if, if Lennon goes, Lowell doesn't survive. No. Like you yeah. don't, 15 years in that job and appointing the wrong person and having to sack them after a matter, matter of months, you don't, the, the, you, can't, but, but, you cannot but, but, stay but in that the job. Reason, the reason why I just can't see it is because Dermot Desmond would have to get involved a hell of a lot more just put in his I, chief executive in place. But he's got to he's got to put him in. Adam Crozier, I don't think there's, he gives there's, a shit. There's, there's 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 people there's people from a from a similar background to Lowell. Adam Crozier is is is, is a good example Did of he a not s- privatise the post office. I'm not saying he's a nice guy. I'm saying 
if we're getting into the stories on the board anyway. So see, see the thing. See the thing we all right um, with with Desmond. <clears throat> I think all Desmond wants Celtic to do is tick a, tick along, tick along nicely. Um, just that, so that he doesn't have to get involved with the it's a vanity project, right? But the point is, if he has the idea of him having to actually deal with stuff, I don't think that interests him. Yeah. So, law will fucking up, and it all turning sour, and people not turning up for games, and it's starting to affect revenue, and it's starting to affect um, how Celtic are seen. Of course, that then affects how he he sees it. He, I think, vanity project is absolutely right, and he wants it to be as good as it can be without him getting involved. If that means getting a new CEO, he'll t- he'll step in for two months. He'll do a pro- a process where he brings in a new CEO, and then he can step back out. The fact is, it can't go on the way. Listen, see all of this. It just it can't go on the way it's going on. I think there's, there's something needs per- to break. Per- personally, um, before we, I, I want to get to the the. Or starting lineups and predictions and stuff for the game. Before last point on it for me personally, I think Dermot Desmond is a vanity project for him. I don't think he wants any sort of real uh, annoyance with us. I think he just wants any kind of discourse to kind of go away. And I think with Peter Law, Peter Law has such a high standing with with people. He's on this new Champions League uh, kind of committee to look at but, the reform. But again, even that, like the the quick news thing last night, was basically saying how this has essentially hindered him. And and they were they were basically saying Lowell thinks he's a player. I, I, he's no a fucking player. He's a he's a wee guy. If you can't run your own fucking club, <laughs> that's, yeah. that's what it's like. Listen, wee man, wee man, it, get on it, the board. If anyone watches Handmaid's Tale, if you can't r- run your own house, how are you supposed to run the country? Handmaid, Handmaid's Tale. That's that's shit. Um, it's actually the, fantastic. So okay, so the um, <laughs> Trump Towers a really nice house. Oh, lovely. What? Um, Right, the pre- the 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 lineup. I'm going to read out the lineup for the Dunfermline game, and I want you to tell me what changes for this game. So, Gordon and goal, El Hamid, Julian, Aya, Ball and Golly, Johnson, Beaton, McGregor, Christie, Griffiths, Edward. What changes? Ayer's not available. He's injured. Is he? Yeah. Well, that was the last uh, report that it's a shoulder injury and he's going to miss. Well, let, let, well he's a doubt. He's let's a doubt, aye, because I think it popped back it's in, but they're saying it might not, it might need uh, surgery. So, it's it a doubt anyway. It'd be Jozo, so Julian, 100% plays. Well, okay, we, let, we don't have anyone else. We don't have any choice. Um, Beaton, Scott Does Brown come in? Brown will Brown come back in. Brown's back in. For better or for worse, Brown has had a week off. Maybe he'll come back as his own self. Forrest for Griffiths. Yep. Oh, Forrest has to come back. Forrest in. Come yeah, back. I would. I would go one up top, Eddie. I wouldn't. I wouldn't start Griffiths. No. Sorry. So predictions, Ian. I think. Can I just say the only thing? Yeah. The only questionable position still is left wing because yeah, um, Mikey Johnson. Uh, I think is great, and I think he's. I think he's probably. I think I would probably start Mikey Johnson in this game, of course, but he seems to be picking up knocks. Um, Lennon said he was fatigued. I don't know. I don't know how he can be the, fatigued. It is such a curious a, situation. Yeah. I, I, you're going to talk we, about something. We did have, we did have a, a question yeah. from Mark McGrath on uh, on Twitter saying, "What has happened to Scott Sinclair?" Yeah. So if you if you take us if you take aside Sinclair's wages and and essentially those wages are on the books now to the end of the season, why the hell are you not utilizing him in in games to make sure that Johnson gets a rest? Why why has he been completely frozen out it, it, it is baffling utterly utterly baffling because yeah. Johnson 
can't, we cannot ever be- let a situation happen he's like be- Tierney again. Yeah. We get twenty five million for that for that situation, but that that Tierney's long term fitness is still a doubt in my mind. We can't do this to young players again, and you've got the perfect opportunity with Sinclair as a as a kind of agent pro, hand on the shoulder. I'll show you the ropes. You know, if Mikey yeah, Johnson's already fatigued, um, that's worrying. Yeah. Um, the other thing I would say is Scott Sinclair's a better player than Lewis Morgan. I don't think anyone yes. can argue that. So Scott Sinclair is a better option than Lewis Morgan. Mm-hmm. Um, and as I said before, I think Lewis Morgan is, is a decent player. I just don't think he can handle playing for Celtic. I, don't, I think it's too big a st- It's too much pressure. I'd have him back out on loan. I would, I'd have him back out on loan and use Sinclair as a backup for Johnson. I, I would I would I'd probably just let him try and get money for him because I don't think he'll ever make it at Celtic. Um but Scott Sinclair, why would you not utilise him? I don't know. Um we one more question which I think actually brings up a interesting point, which I know you'll probably all go tonto at, but uh, Connor, I can't pronounce your second name, Connor. I don't want to insult you by trying. Um do you want to have a go in? Just chain. Chain. chain, Connor Chain, C H E Y N E. Yes, Chain. Um, can we? Uh, so he says on Twitter, can we afford to continue to play Brown in big games when he simply can't keep up anymore? Uh, he might have hunger and drive, but that doesn't uh, outshine aging legs. We've all, you know, you just said Brown go back into the team. Why? What? What is he bringing? Back to that starting lineup in such a big game that hasn't been there. I think more. I think people were more saying that he will go back in. Um, even though I wouldn't trust a midfield three for the season of Cham, Christie, and McGregor, I'd, I'd be happy. I'd be tempted to go with that on Thursday. Doesn't mean that you don't want to try it. No, it doesn't mean I don't want to try it. It's that I wouldn't have any faith in that being just now. Should so if, should should Brown go back in? No, not necessarily. Well, he probably yes. Yeah, but oh, I think it's hundred percent on. Yeah, go back. But if in. you're if you're picking the team, if it was a team that you wanted to see, would Brown be in it for this game? No, probably not. And but but the, all, the, all the, I would say is he's had nine days rest. The, well, the, the the one thing about Brown is that you you he had three you, weeks off in the summer and it done fuck all for him. Three weeks, man. That, but see, this is the this is the thought of thing. We've got an entire season. squad. Who basically got a weekend to Blackpool, and that was what they were meant <laughs> to do. McGregor up. genuinely did. McGregor had about a week off, and he was McGregor back. went to the, played in the Scotland played for Scotland game week off, and then he was he's playing the qualifiers. I would, I would, I would go with those three. I think Brown could do with some time off, but not like you. I don't think he should vanish from history, and I don't think that would be a good thing from for the club or the side. By any means I, necessary. I, 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 would, I wouldn't play him, but I, 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 I wouldn't just drop him out of the club altogether like you. you know, actually, like, uh, don't sell t-shirts. They don't Come sell on. t-shirts. See uh, these fucking you know, sit in the fence you know what I like about fucking comments, man. Can and, we just and you tell can get like some, uh, There's too much sentimentality in this club. That's a, that's that's why we're in this situation. you know what I like I about Rangers? I game, but I wouldn't drop him out of the club. Piss off. What and I by like the way, to let everybody, get everybody know, I'll see you Sunday. The 90 Minute Cynic Big Cartel site from tonight at midnight will be featuring Louis McCaffrey flip flops. <laughs> yes, that's actually not a bad idea. I think we should get it. <laughs> I'm sorry, get it fucking done. Yeah, but I'll have Sormani on one and Chris Gal on the other. Um, predictions, Gal, what is your prediction for the game? Uh, I think 1 3 1. Positive, Pete. Let's go look. In 2 0. You go first. Me, I I think we will win 2-1. I think we will concede 
Um, I just think we're far too fragile. I think we're probably going to concede um, in most games this season, to be honest. Yeah, um, but I think we'll I think we'll win two one. I think we'll win two 0 Brilliant, lovely stuff. Yep. Um, Twitter questions. We can hopefully squeeze in a couple more if that's okay with everybody. Yeah, that's fine. Um, has KT, so this is from Stuart Thompson. Has KT's ability skewed our expectations of our fullbacks uh, to to be unreal, unrealistic? Uh, no, we just want um, we we want to. S- Maybe it has. I. <laughs> well, I mean, I think I think you've got to accept that KT is a once in a generation player. That doesn't mean that we can't have, you know, good. Fullbacks. We don't need other once in a generation fullbacks. I think if Bolingoli had um, played with a settled defence and a settled team, I think we would. Uh, Andy did a preseason. I think we'd see I'd be seeing a different player. I think his confidence has taken a hit because of what happened last week, and I don't blame him for that. Uh, I think both. I think all of our new signings are kind of being hung out to dry by all of us. I've I've done it with Julian as well. Don't get me wrong, but I just I just worry that we're not. Because we don't have a settled side, that everyone's looking fragile. Um, last question: um, Daryl McClay asks, um, "Does Samani look at Louis the way Ayer looks at Bio in the gym?" Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. I look. I move similarly. That look, fair. that look that he gave him was just hatred and disgust. What are we there after? <laughs> Which my moves no good, but. Your My hips. Aye, big bio. I'm bio in, a, in this scenario. Mm-hmm. I mean. um, anyway, I think that's us. That's probably a good good note to end on. Yep. Um, it's uh, been cathartic again. It's Promote the website because there's been a lot of articles that are going up. Uh, Stephen Russell's been doing a really good job. Promote the website. Do you know what? The, WW, the athletic note. No, I mean, the 90 minutes. You're, just, you're trying to undermine me, aren't you? You're plankton. That's I what know. you are. It was like, I know. promote the website. He talked man. a lot this week, I know. I'm, you watch yourself. I'm a the guest. people want me. Pal. They'll stop me in the street. Pal. <laughs> Pal. Shout out to Craig the Bouncer. That was a bit of an idea. Um, um, what do you mean an idea? How dare you? Um, for him, I mean, not for you. Aye, that's true. Um, what was I going to say there? Oh, I don't know. Just anyway, bye. Yeah, pretty much. So, Manny, thanks, thanks for being here. Thank you. See you Sunday. Yeah, see you Sunday. It will be uh, terrific. No. Terrific as you. It's now Saturday. Saturday. Oh, it's Saturday now. Released on Sunday, though, 7 a.m. Yeah. Yep. That was, yeah, you broke down the fourth wall. I like that. <laughs> It's been pissed up against the wall if, from here many uh, times. If you listen to this, um, hopefully yeah. Um, can you, if you, there's anything that you'd like me and somebody to discuss on on Saturday, um, please let us know. Please politics. Tweet. I want to hear some politics. I want to. I want some. Louis. I want some. <laughs> I want some money well, to. Uh, to sort I know of. Jeremy Corbyn's a big fan of the provisional IRA. <laughs> um, Ian Duggan, thank you for having me. Chris on your Ga- podcast, Louis. Chris Gallagher, mining the P's and Q's. Thank you very much, Lee. I appreciate it. We have been a 90 Minute Cynic, and we will see you down the street.